Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bridgestone, your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems, improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. In today's show, the UAW is actually making headway at VW. We'll take a look at the car that inspired the design of GM's EV1 and why NHTSA really likes V2V technology. But we start out the show today in Russia, which faces more sanctions from the West over its belligerent actions with Ukraine. So Russia is considering retaliating by banning imported cars from the West. Up until recently, Russia represented a fast-growing car market with sales of 3 million vehicles a year. However, since Russia annexed the Crimean Peninsula, the economy stalled and car sales plummeted. Reuters reports that Western automakers with assembly plants in Russia may be exempt from any ban. And all the major automakers have factories there except for Mercedes-Benz. Analysts say that any ban would help Russian, Chinese, and Korean automakers, and they say Mercedes would be especially hurt. Earlier in the year, the UAW narrowly lost an election to unionize Volkswagen's plant in Chattanooga, Tennessee. But the union has not given up. Last month, the UAW created a local union to represent workers in Chattanooga. And now it says there's nearly enough members for VW to recognize it as the exclusive bargaining agent for the plant. The UAW's secretary-treasurer, Gary Castile, says at least 670 of the approximately 1,500 workers have joined the local union, which would have been enough to win that vote earlier in the year. After a half century, Ford has finally decided to sell the Mustang globally in over 120 countries, to be exact. And now it's giving us a peek at what a right-hand steer Mustang looks like. Boy, doesn't it look odd to see no steering wheel on the left-hand side of a Mustang? We've seen plenty of other right-hand steer cars before, but it's weird to see it on a Mustang. Before we get to autonomous cars, connected cars will be on the road. The U.S. Department of Transportation is writing rules that would mandate V2V technology. It cites data from NHTSA that V2V could prevent nearly 600,000 accidents a year and save about 1,100 lives. The technology may cost less than $200 and could potentially be retrofitted to used cars. But the biggest obstacle is that the auto industry needs more access to the radio spectrum for vehicles to be able to communicate with each other. Seems like you can customize just about anything these days, and Mopar has a cool kit for Jeeps. Trish Hecker, the head of marketing at Mopar, showed us this cool new hood decal for Jeeps. Owners can select a map of their favorite trails, create their own topographical map, or even a satellite view of their neighborhood. The hood decals, which are made by 3M, are designed for the 2007 through 2015 Wranglers, 2011 through 2015 Grand Cherokees, and for the new Cherokee. Customers can have the dealer install the decal or do it themselves. The decals cost just under 300 bucks plus installation charges if you have the dealer put them on. Okay, time to jump into the Wayback Machine. I was going through some of my files and came across these photos that I took at the General Motors Tech Center way back in 1984. Anyone remember this concept car? They called it the Chevy Citation 4. It was primarily a study in aerodynamics. 
Note the flush glass, the covered headlamps, the rear wheel spats, and the extremely long rear end. At the time, GM thought something like this might be in production in the 1990s. And you know what? They might have been right. I think this car helped set the styling tone for GM's electric concept car, the Impact, which came out in 1990. It ultimately went into production as the Saturn EV1. The Impact looks frumpier because they didn't have the length to give it the longer flowing lines, but a lot of the lessons learned on the Chevy Citation 4 ultimately did make their way into production. Hey, coming up next, it's time for You Said It. Here's one of the great things about the all-around performance of our Dueler tires. Excellent traction. Do you need a ladder? Yes, I do. Okay. At Bridgestone, our passion for performance knows no bounds. And now it's time for some of your feedback. Brett has something to say about Lexus's newest vehicle. The NX has quite a schnozzola, doesn't it? Is this more fallout from the pedestrian safety laws, or are those only in the EU, and this is simply an exercise in bad taste? No, that schnozzola has nothing to do with pedestrian safety laws. That's just the new look of Lexus, and it's actually the one part of the car I actually kind of like. Rafi John is clearly a gamer. Yes, you finally mentioned Gran Turismo 6, the very reason the Toyota FT1 was created. The car was a virtual machine first and then got the approval of Akio Toyota to be built in the real world as a concept of a future Toyota, FT. It's likely to be the next Supra. Cannot wait to drive the new car in GT6. The other version drives amazingly well with a very responsive and powerful engine. You hear that, Toyota? Your video game car is a smash hit. Seawolf is not impressed by Continental's new TPM, tire pressure monitor. Who in their right mind would want a tire sensor in the tires, as long as you have a 99-cent tire gauge and two good eyes to see when the tires need replacing or rotation? What is this world of cars coming to? Certainly not for the enthusiast. Seawolf, I kind of tend to agree with you, but remember, TPMs are mandated by the U.S. government. Automakers have to install them. And the Continental system, which is baked right into the tire, eliminates a step in the assembly process for automakers. G. Thompson wants to correct us. We said the 2015 Ford F-150 with its new 2.7-liter engine will be the first pickup truck with stop-start. He says... Ford is not the first with stop-start. The first GM hybrids had it. And he's referring, of course, to the hybrid versions of the Chevy Silverado and GMC Sierra. And he's right. They were the first with stop-start. By the way, those hybrids have been a total flop. Last year, GM sold a total of 169 hybrid trucks. Mike says, I did enjoy the Dream Cruise. Fabulous things doing what they should do, i.e. drive up and down the road and turn heads. That said, it was hard to look at some of those vehicles. Unsafe at any speed. Nader was more right than we care to admit. It was a reminder of how much better, safer, more fuel-efficient cars have become on our watch. It's true, the steering, the handling, and the brakes in those old cars are nothing like we've got today. But that's how it should be. After all, we're talking about a half century of technological progress. Even so, those old muscle cars are still beautiful to look at. 
Hey, thanks for all your letters and comments. We truly appreciate getting them all. And also, don't forget to join us for AutoLine After Hours. Audi has one of the most interesting technologies it's bringing into its dealerships to help make sure its techs get customer cars fixed properly. They call it art. I call it an iPad on a Segway. But it could completely change the way that techs keep up with all this technology coming into cars. Anyway, that wraps up today's show. Thanks for watching. Please join us again tomorrow.